Hello and welcome to the Retro Review Machine. No Cell Entertainment podcast like Corey or whoever gets to spin the wheel. Actually, for the second week in a row, it was not my pick. It was somebody else's pick that went tits up. Again, Joe. And then the wheel of mythicality <laughs> saved us. Yes. It did. So uh, originally, uh, we were. And I saved us. This week here on the Retro, we're supposed to be doing FMW versus ECW 1997. However, I looked it up and it was a meh edit. And I was just like, I should, we shouldn't do doing a meh. We should be doing the full. Yeah. So instead, we spin the wheel. We made a deal. And this week, we're doing Judgment Day 2002. Which I was kind of happy for. I was like, this is a unique time. And one of my favorite years in pro wrestling. Um, it's not high end, like 2000 mm-hmm. with WWF. But I love this year. And there's so much happening. And I was like, cool. I get to... I've purposely stayed away from not just the end of the Monday Night Wars, but also like the rest of 2001 and 2002 as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I don't know why, really. I just have been. So I was like, cool, let's do that. Let's do a 2002. Let's, let's get it going. It's just, this is a historic pay-per-view in a couple of different areas. I've, I, I've been doing the same, and my partner at work would say, oh, you know what's funny? It's such and such and this, this. I'm like, spoiler alert. And he goes, are you <laughs> mad about it? I'm like, no, but I'm just like, I'm not there yet. So what I do know we're here for is Judgment Day 2002. So let me introduce you to you know, so crew. First, first billing. Yeah, of course. Like always. Uh, you know him as one thing and one thing only. He's a good brother. The Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Brother me softly as I've been going in and out of Nashville the last couple of weeks, looking at some legal documents, putting pen to paper. Things are looking good, but hey, we'll get on that July 18th. <laughs> uh, Devin Dog. Real name, no gimmick. <laughs> the No Cell Living Legend, Mike Booble. What's happening, Marks? That's pretty retro of you to do. Actually, um, <laughs> in all fairness, I posted on No Cell today about the real living legend. God oh. damn it. Oh, yes. So, sorry, buddy. But it's Terry Funk's birthday. He's the real living legend of pro wrestling. Hmm. And yet I'm here, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Weird. And I'm your host. Terry, you want the smoke? Bring it, brah. You're an egg-sucking <laughs> dog and your mother's a whore. And I'm Joe Lessel. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so... Judgment Day 2002. Uh-huh. Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. uh-huh. That oh, would be that? it. March 19th. May 19th. Oh, May 19th. So, I, just don't know, I don't know numbers. September 25th. Or, yeah. Uh, Corey, how did we get here? We got here directly from Backlash a month before, where Hollywood Hulk Hogan turned back the hands of time and won the undisputed WWE title for a sixth time, defeating Triple H. With some interference from uh, Undertaker. Um, And so tonight, Hollywood Hogan will defend that undisputed WWE title against The Undertaker. But hold on. I'm kind of wrong. He said he... I said he won the... He he actually won the undisputed WWF title. Oh. But tonight, he'll be defending the undisputed WWE title. Okay. As this is the first pay-per-view under the World Wrestling Entertainment... uh, The motto? Yeah. Yeah. Once they got the F out. They got the F out, and here we are with Get Judgment Day. Out. We're in the Gaylord Sports and Entertainment Center <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> where there's a there there was a company this in fact this very uh, this very month in May that was incorporated in Nashville, Tennessee, called TNA uh, Entertainment. 
Okay. So I always find it kind of odd that just by chance they happen to be in the home st- city of TNA a month before it starts here for this here pay-per-view. Who would have thunk it? And we also have a couple of other big-time matches. We have a Hell in a Cell between Triple H and Chris Jericho stemming from that Backlash main event as well. And a rematch from Backlash with Edge and Kurt Angle, this time hair versus hair. So we're pretty stacked, and we're good to go here in Nashville. So I say we rock it. But uh, I did watch Sunday Night Heat, Joe. Oh, did you? I did. Just so so. Before you get Joe going. Still there. Yep. Still there. Okay. Well, hey, it's not on the network, so no, I, I praise that. But I will pull up. It was the European title defense Ooh. on a Sunday Night Heat. Came back, huh? As William Regal... Defended against D'Lo Brown. Um, I have to be honest with you. I am the database. I had forgotten that uh, D'Lo Brown was a thing in 2002. Yep. Did not see, see that coming. Breaking necks left and right. It was a pretty good match. Regal was his usual self. Um, I went two and a half. It was nothing special. But you know, the crowd was amped and ready to go. And uh, now, Joe. Talk, monkey boy. That was it? That was that the was whole it? show? That was heat. Jesus. I mean, there was interviews and shit, but I wasn't about to watch that. One match? Yeah. God damn. We're, we're in the... Uh, starting in... Fuck. Welcome to my hell. Starting in 2001 or so. Hey, you maybe, got nine matches on your heats. Maybe yeah. even 2000, but definitely starting in 2001. They're down to heat being a straight up uh, hard sell for the pay-per-view. They'll do video packages on the matches, random interviews with guys in the building, and then they'll have one match to get you going. Craziness. And then you go. Did the, the did the live crowd get any more or just the one match? No, it's just the one match. Because I remember nuts. being I remember being in the crowd for Sunday Night Heat in Un- Unforgiven two thousand four, and we just watched video packages on the wall until we got <laughs> the awesome match of Maven versus Rodney Mack. Hey, that sounds you speak amazing. Maven's name with reverence, sir. Love that theme. He eliminated the Undertaker from the Royal Rumble. Oof, Maven, everybody. Um, so, like Corey okay. said, we're in the Gaylord Entertainment Center. Attendance for this is 14,521. Have you met your maker? Are you ready to die? Quite the fucking video package. They always have the video package. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They start the show off with the promo of the pay-per-view of our main matches tonight, as Corey has said. He's not your boy, Toy. Triple H and Jericho, Hannah Cell, Hogan, and uh, Taker for the WWE Undisputed time. Yes. Get the F out. Our commentary team is JR and Jerry King. the King Waller. Although they do cut to Michael Cole and Taz up above <laughs> to talk about SmackDown matches, which begs the reason why don't you just have both announced teams here to do the fucking show? Well, I mean, I, I, I just like Taz and, I just like Taz and Cole. 300 feet away from the roof. Yeah. away from everything as they could possibly be. They're on the roof. And still, have, and still have electricity. Current day pre-show is closer than what Taz and Cole <laughs> A were. A secondary at. commentary team doesn't work for me, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude. Doesn't work for me, boomer sir. Uh, the stage, it's looks like three. Lame. It's lame. Three tombstones with a giant yep. screen in front. I must say, it's one of the lamest stages yeah, they had like during it. that time frame. It's so boring. Like, it's your first rebranded pay-per-view, dog. Like, spend some fucking cashola. <laughs> like the opposite. Come on, guys. Spent no money. Jesus. So, Corey's already bored because of the stage. But yeah, it, uh, the stars are like, yeah, negative two yeah, already. Yeah, yeah, two. But let's see if we can get out of that negative. It's our first match. Latino Buff. Heat. Oh, Heat. Latino Heat. 
I swear to God, the this, buff will be a ben, this will be a Benoit murder scene by the time this paper is over. <laughs> it's for the Intercontinental Championship, as is Eddie Guerrero versus Rob Van Dam. What am I I was expecting good stuff here. Uh, so I'm, I am forgot the gimmick. I'm supposed to say what brought us to every match. How did we get here? Yeah. Uh, basically, the night of the first ever brand-specific Raw, Rob Van Dam is the opening match defending against Booker T successfully, and out of nowhere, Eddie Guerrero comes out of the crowd, power bombs the shit out of him, and arrives on Monday Night Raw as the first surprise signing because he was completely out of the company. Um, had worked the Ring of Honor card the month before, and is in it fact, uh, substance related? Is that yeah, why he yeah. was uh, fired twice in 2001. Uh, and uh, But got clean, <laughs> got sober, proved himself, was able to come back and, in fact, win the Intercontinental title at Backlash and still make all of his um, indie dates uh, as Intercontinental Champion. That it's is very, very important to him. The one thing that's like sort of redeeming about Vince, like, he, like if you have dates, like you get to honor the dates. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of weird watching him uh, on a, on the second <laughs> Ring of Honor show come out with the Intercontinental title on. Uh, take Did they on. like refer to him like as WWE? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like here's the WWF Intercontinental Champion. That's awesome. Latino Heat. Who do you face? Um, he teamed with uh, Super Crazy oh. to take on the SAT, the Spanish announced team. That was the announced. Who? The, they were a tag team with uh, <laughs> what? The announced team just yeah. came legitimately the announced team. Joel, no, it's no. Joel and Jose Maximo, the cousins of Amazing Red. Oh. And they were a big indie tag team at the time. But because the gimmick in 99 and 2000 was everybody went through the Spanish announce table. <laughs> <laughs> Their name was a Spanish announce team. That's, that's SAT. That's yeah, get through them. That's amazing. Wow. That's so fantastic. Uh, coming oh, out yeah. to Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas. <laughs> Ooh, I heard a story um, about that in today. And then... Uh, <laughs> huh? Huh? Off-pod. Oh, it's okay. an off-pod thing. <laughs> and then uh, Rob Van Dam looking for a rematch. Chance to get even. Uh, they did fight uh, a couple weeks before this in England at Insurrection 02. Insurrection. Which is on the network... Do not watch it. We should have done that one. Is, uh, oh. Yeah. No, you, they're usually not good. You think, no, you think they piped in? You think they mailed in that card to uh, Capital Carnage 98? <laughs> so check out that card to Insurrection 02, buddy. So for the next retro, I'm putting Insurrection 2002 on for my pick. Thank you. See, Core, what you got to say is it's the greatest yeah, pay-per-view greatest ever. show I've ever seen. Um, well, then we need to watch it. Put it on the wheel. The, second, the, wheel. the second best match of the night, no joke, Stevie Richards defending the hardcore title against Booker T. Oh, you mean uh, the guy who wins at WrestleMania 20? Yes. Oh, yeah. So here we are. We're going to kick off hot with the Intercontinental title on the line. I, I like this match. Fast pace. Uh, like the RVD did a little fake out when he was on the top rope, and then Eddie falls, and then he does like a little split, spot, split, like splash. Split uh, splash. Split Taking splash. A Taking a bath. One thing I like, and it's... In my watching this match, knowing that in like current day wrestling and back then, or even during the war stories, how both men would have been well, Eddie was, but RVD was on ECW, but typecast as a cruiserweight. But it's just funny to watch both guys wrestle and be like, they're doing cruiserweight things, but at this moment, you don't refer to them as a cruiserweight, there's fast, fast action, you know. Yeah, no, this was a dream match for me at the time. I was like, God damn, Rob Van Dam and Eddie Guerrero? So they never like faced in the ECW? They weren't there no. at the same time? Uh, Eddie, Eddie left ECW to go to WCW a full year before RVD showed up. Um, so they never they never crossed paths in the night. Uh, so this was a dream match, and it lived up to it. Uh, they would uh, After this, they would have one more match in the feud and then call it a day. But uh, I love 
RVD going for a suplex and RV, uh, Eddie reverses it into a roll up. So smooth. Yeah, so smooth. I love the finish. The finish blew me away. I had to watch it twice. I rewound it to watch it. I was like, God damn, Eddie Guerrero, you are a smooth son of a bitch. Uh, RVD goes for a roundhouse. He goes for the roundhouse and moves. Moves. And catches him. He moves catches and then positions himself even more so he can so the ref can't see him get on the, the feet on the fucking... And this is the one time. I hate the feet on the rope pin yep. because there's it's supposed to be for leverage, but in all those pins... It's it doesn't help You're with leverage at all. The body more. But on this one, it actually did help with the with the momentum because with his feet on the ropes, he's pushing down on the shoulders even more. So this is the one time that finish actually made fucking sense. So I loved it. So this match went ten seventeen. What's everybody's star rating? Ooh, database. Oh, I'm starting it. Okay. Oh, I, I got to get mine out first. Uh, three and a half on this. I went three and three quarters. Three and a half. Uh, three and a half. Yep. I uh, I I don't remember the website, but I just I was like I'm just gonna find some random review somebody wrote for Judgment Day. So I looked it up at some random British website. I don't remember what it was, and I read the whole review. I don't remember most of it, but I do remember is the guy saying something to the effect of, "Oh, it looks like RVD learned how to wrestle for this match." I was like, <laughs> "Jesus Christ, <laughs> fuck!" Eddie was, gonna was take like, nothing less. He was like, <laughs> "Eddie uh, drug him to a good." Match. I was like. Okay. But, but a lot of people have that opinion of RVD online. He's, he is not an internet wrestling deer. Jesus, wow. man. Apparently not the, good, uh, the best worker, huh? Before we move on, let me ask. I know, Corey, you've seen this. Have any of you guys seen this? No. I First time? I wasn't watching it this time at all. No, not Well, this. Uh, I have a story about this. This was the last pay-per-view I was allowed to watch before my parents told me I couldn't watch it anymore. And this is when I took a break from this pay-per-view to like 2005. Why'd they tell you? Because of the Hell in a Cell match, how brutal it was. I was like six, and I was really upset with what happened. And so, they were uh, like, I don't know, you're not watching it you're a little bitch. This was Probably. my first time. <laughs> yeah. I, this is, I'm with Devin, besides not my parents This was literally, my... like, I remember vividly the Hell in a Cell. He was up there, and I was, like, freaking out. And she's like, turn it off and, like, turn on football. And I, she was like, you can't watch anymore. I'm, uh, like, Devin, uh, this is when I kind of took a break. I was in high school. And so, like, so, I was sophomore 2002 to, like, 05, so it was my senior year. You that, were a sophomore for three years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I held back, you know. It's a good grade. But uh, I didn't know. I, I, I stick with it. Guys, I didn't want to leave high yeah. school. So. <laughs> but this is the time I, really, I kind of took a break from wrestling. Yeah. So this is my first time. I absolutely love this year. I, it's... Let's Watching it back, it. I like it too. People slam it all the time, but I love Let's it. Let's see if you like this. Let's go backstage with Vince, Reverend <laughs> Devon, Stacy Keebler, and Deacon Batista. Uh, Devon says that uh, he's prayed for Sister uh, Stacy for her match against Trish tonight. Uh, as he then begins to say a prayer as Vince is checking her out the entire time. Oh, there's yeah. so much about this promo that to me is like, yikes. Him checking her out lasciviously. Um, just them hanging out in front of a couple of nooses hanging in the background. Zen Zen put put Zen noticed that when we were watching. He's like, "Are those nooses?" I'm like, "Yep." And he's like, "Is this has this happened yet?" I'm like, "Nope." So <laughs> plenty of time. Uh, Vince as uh, Vince wants to know if, uh, wants to make sure that Bubba Ray Dudley won't be showing up. As Devon says, "Oh, he won't." I've talked to him. He won't be there tonight. Then we get a promo for get the f out of here. As we're now WWE. Imagine how weird it was. Remember how weird it was on May 6th when I turned on Spike TV and saw that promoter start off raw. And I'm like, what are they talking about? 
And then, like, all of a sudden you notice there's this WW logo in the corner instead of the F. You're like, what the fuck? Hmm. So did you know about the lawsuit and stuff that happened? No. I no? mean, no. It was, well, I, I wasn't, like, super on the net at the time. Uh, and, yeah. Um, crazy. So let's go to our next match for the WWE Women's Championship. Trish Stratus versus Stacey Keebler. Oh, this is so bad. Okay, oh, so boy. here's how we got here. The... Um, <clears throat> The Raw Women's title, or sorry, the Raw, the WWE Women's <laughs> title was like the undisputed title in that it could be defended on both brands. Mm-hmm. But the only women on SmackDown were Stacy and Tori, and they weren't wrestlers. So it was kind of like, why mm. even bother making that decree, right? Mm-hmm. But Stacy's over. They had recently done the famous uh, sketch on uh, SmackDown where the meme from McMahon going, oh, it falling over when she does the dancing on the table. Mm hmm. So, you know, they wanted to use her. And the idea was to try to live some, breathe some other life into it by having the Dudleys on each side as they split the team up in the draft. Bubba Ray had stayed on Raw and just become... He'd almost become a, a mixture of Dusty Rhodes and Tommy Dreamer. Like, basically, he was the old Bubba Ray. He didn't have the stutter, but he did the wacky dancing and all that. And he was just a hardcore guy on Raw. Devon was completely recast as Reverend Devon uh, because his parents <laughs> were both reverends. And, you know, they're like, cool, we can, you know, shades of you brought up to 11, right? So he became McMahon's spiritual advisor, and they finally decided they needed uh, him to have a, uh, a deacon to keep the money safe. So that's how they debuted Batista on the main roster. And I think he hated. I remember watching that when he debuted, and I went, "What the hell is this? Like, what is this gimmick?" I just remember thinking, "That dude is fucking jacked." (laughs) God damn! And I uh, hope he walks alone someday, right? (laughs) So that's literally all the build up to the match. They had a bikini contest on a SmackDown to try to get interest. Didn't work. Um, This match sucks. (laughs) It's not good at all. Yeah, um, like uh, Trish. It's not an all-time great worker, but she got better from what her debut was. She, yeah, she tried. As fuck. She put in serious work to get better. She took she it did. very seriously. She did. Stacy just isn't that. No. I mean, you can't expect Trish to bring Stacy up to a great match. And she didn't. Mm. Most of the attention was around the Dudleys. Yeah. On the outside. Uh, uh, yeah. It, this match went 254. As... Um, Reverend Devon and Deacon Batista just got in the way the most of the time. Bully Ray, Bubba Ray, comes out. Um, Tr- Trish kicks Stacy to the outside as Bubba laughs at her, and then Trace, uh, Stacy slaps him. Bubba's going to go do something, but the ref stops, and while that's happening, this is when Deacon Batista gets involved. Uh, Trish tries to run off the ropes. Deacon trips her. Uh, then Stacy goes for the clothesline, Trish ducks, and then hits a sloppy bulldog for the one, two, three. Satisfaction. Satisfaction. Oh, well, that was a satisfaction. Yeah, it's supposed to be. Mm, yeah. Well, she grabbed the hair. <laughs> she grabbed Stacy's head, and she flew while Stacy stayed behind for a minute. It was god-awful. I gave it three-quarters of a star. That's for Bautista's biceps. I went old half a star. Man, you guys are mean. <laughs> it's not good. I at least put one and a quarter for Trish. One and a quarter? She's beautiful. She is beautiful. She's better than that. She is, but she's still <laughs> beautiful now. So she's got to get at least a star and a quarter. I went. I, I gave him a one. But also Stacey's I gave it a one. Trish, huh? so Stacey's I'm, hotter than Trish. So. 
I, I, I didn't think it, it, Okay, I'll say this It was bad But I gave them props Because of the fact that We know Stacey Keeler Is not a wrestler And she did okay But they WWE did the In-ring way of Going around the situation That she's not a wrestler Smoke and mirrors Smoke and mirrors So that's Smoke why they had The Dudleys come down But After the match uh, Devon tries to uh, Splash Trish in the corner But she gets out of the ring Bubba and Devon Have a face-off then Deacon, Deacon Batista comes in and attacks Bubba. Then Bubba gets the advantage and chucks him to the outside. Then Deacon and Devon get into it, but then Deacon and Devon put Bubba through a table to end that. Let's go backstage with Ric Flair and R. Anderson, the president. Wait, that's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right. The Monday Night War Stories and the Thundercast and the Pay Per View War Stories. Uh, as Vince McMahon shows up, looks like Vince and uh, Flair hesitate to shake hands. Ric Flair says that uh, Vince was right. Stone Cold is a rotten son of a bitch. He can't wait to get his hands on him. He's going. He's going to do what Vince couldn't do: tame the rattlesnake. I did enjoy this, where they were both like smiling to each other, but both behind the backs. Like, I, they hug. I love that you, part. They hug, and then yeah. they, they each have that like the Vince looks at the camera, kind of like ah, fuck this guy, and then and as soon as they Vince leave, leaves, Flair looks at her like fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It was kind of real. So let's go to our <laughs> next match. This is a tag match of the Hardy Boys versus Paul Heyman and that young blood, uh, young skipper, Brock Lesnar. The next big thing. Which, I, it, it always blows my mind to hear the different myriads of music. I didn't Lesnar like it. Had I didn't like it. It like took it. them like three and a half months to get the one. I heard his music. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. Then it trained. And I'm like, and you know what, what is? is happening? It's the NWO. Um, it's the music they use for the NWO when they had to uh, pipe in mm-hmm. fake music. So it starts with his. I'm like, God damn, so what weird. the fuck? So what weird. is this? So how do we get we got to here. this match? Brock Lesnar debuted the night after WrestleMania and just started killing bitches dead. I know Spike Dudley died Spike hard. Spike Dudley, Rikishi, it didn't matter who. Anybody yeah. got it. And there was a, a war on draft night over who would get him. And Vince tried to pick him before it was his turn. So then Rick got him by Spite. Maybe he didn't. Huh? I, I'm saying maybe I didn't. I did. I'll say this. I like remember everything you bring up. I'm like, so I'm thinking I didn't skip out. I think <laughs> yeah. I just like not weekly. Maybe I it was like, later in 2002 you skipped. Maybe out. every other because I remember them fighting over Lesnar yep. and Lesnar showing up and destroying bitches. Yeah, he gets on Raw. He's destroying the Hardys week after week. Was supposed to take on Jeff at Backlash or Matt at Backlash, but he destroyed Matt on the ramp the week before. So he got Jeff. There was a creepy as fuck promo with Heyman in the back. He had gotten. He just. Goes into Leader's locker room, opens up her uh, her duffel bag, and she has like literally like fifty pair of uh, or fifty thongs, different colors and all that. And he's just pulling one out and sniffing it. Oh, Heyman or Lesnar? Heyman. Oh my god! And then god. Lita comes in and he starts talking to her while doing it all creepy. Oh. It's a creepy fucking promo, but super effective. Jesus. And then like, and that's I what draws that. that's what draws Matt out to the ramp, and Brock kills him. So he takes on Jeff at Backlash. The ref has to stop the match. He's killing Jeff so bad. And they keep fighting. Planet Stasiak gets involved somehow. When uh, Ric Flair decides Brock can't have handicap matches anymore, he's got to pick a, or get a partner. And he gives him Planet Stasiak. And Stasiak fucks up and Brock kills him. Finally, at the pay-per-view, Heyman's like, I'll be the partner. You, you know. Heyman actually issues the challenge. He's so confident 
with Brock right by him. He, he'll get in the ring. And that's where Briggs is here. So the Hardys both jump Lesnar before the match. Uh, then they try to turn their attention to Heyman, but Lesnar gets up and uh, does his thing. Uh, murder. Murder. <laughs> Hardy gets in the... The Hardys get advantage finally in the ring, and they do whisper in the wind. Uh, Brock throws Jeff into the ropes while Jeff then hits the head of Matt. Matt jumps off to the apron and then Jeff stumbles into an F5. Heyman wants in to make the pin. He slips as he gets <laughs> he in the ring. Batista yeah. at WrestleMania. And uh, makes the pin. Uh, this match went 447. Uh, I gave it two and a quarter. I, I enjoyed it. For, I gave it two and a half. enjoyed it the way they're trying to push Lesnar. Me too. I enjoyed it for what it was. I gave it a star and three quarters, so I'm yeah. not far off. I gave it. I like the comedy with Heyman yeah. too, though. Star and F. Star and F. Ooh. He has nothing else to over. Let's go backstage with Booker T. Oh yes, suck it. As in Rick, front of the news. As in front uh, of the news, Ric Flair has <laughs> let has let Booker T into the NWO. I remember this wrong. Talks about how he feels about being part of the NWO. God, that NWO got so decimated that they're like, Rough Flair's just adding people at will. Like, it was a lumberjack match, too. So, like, everybody surrounds the ring and Austin's in there, and Flair's like, Booker T, get in there. You're there now. You're in the NWO. So, he just gets in and starts fighting. Because I remember Gold, I remember this whole thing of Booker T wanting to be part of the NWO, and they're like, no, 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 no. You, we don't want you. We don't want you. Book Dust is a highlight of 2002. Yes. Book Dust is fantastic. Yes. Uh, then he's all he's like, you know, I don't I don't blame Flair. I'm a stud. The NWO should want me. Yeah. And then he sees a, and then he sees a, a fine a, little lady. A little lady and goes talk to her as she wants uh, his autograph. But then she whispers sweet nothing into his ear and then gives her, him her hotel key. And then we go. Wow. Booker's going to get some. Oh, yeah. Like a David Flair situation? Then, oh, it's about to be. Uh, and then we go to see the set, and there's a uh, barber chair as they're talking about the hair versus hair match versus Edge and Kurt Angle. But we get a promo between about Ric Flair and Stone Cold, about Flair drafting him to Raw and then him stunning him. Uh, backlash, Flair was the special guest referee between Austin and God. Taker. I recently did that, that retrograde. That fucking match went 17 hours in like five <laughs> minutes. Uh, Flair costing uh, Austin the match. Austin had his, ropes on, had his legs on the ropes, and Flair didn't care. And then it's a handicap match because Ric Flair is pulling NWO member Big Show. So is Ric Flair... Who he Flair, put in the NWO. Who he put, <laughs> is he... Is Flair part Rebel's of the NWO? Or no, what? what happened is when they turned him heel, he just pretty much took over Vince's role as the guy funding the NWO uh, to do his to inject the poison. Like poison. They, they really didn't do a good job with any of this. First of all, I don't. And this is and this is the last pay per view should be said before Austin takes his ball and goes home because mm-hmm. he's not happy with creative. But I I must ask the question: What do you want them to do with you at this point? You're Stone Cold. The only thing they can do with you is be Stone Cold. Yep. You couldn't go to SmackDown because you had literally ran the McMahon thing into the ground. Yep. The only thing to do on Raw was to do it again with Flair. Uh, and that's boring. Like we're, what else were they going to do with you? Yeah. The only downside to the Stone Cold character, and nobody gets this from the, the Attitude Era love part, is once you exhausted that man, you know, re- common man against the boss thing, what else do you do with that fucking character? Where do you go from there? Yeah. Oh, I agree on that one, brother. So our next match, the fourth match of the pay-per-view, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Ric Flair and The Big Show. On fourth. Oh, the mighty have fallen? I yeah. am surprised by that. And they, like, di- they didn't give us that sweet Big Show in WO music, which pissed me off. That big guy from WCW? No, it, it, what they did, <laughs> for him only. I don't know why they didn't do it with everyone else, but with him, they're like, they melded the two, so they like, well, it's the big show. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really cool, like, it's a big show. Yeah, that sounds cool. And they only did it with him. They didn't do it with Booker or X-Pac or anyone else. Can you dick it? They could have easily done it. Uh, Charles Robinson's the ref. Of so course he is. I love that. Of course that. he is. Um, Continuity. I like it. Uh, for me, the, uh, Austin dominates the first part of the match, gets a chair. But then Robinson's like, give me the chair, so he does. But then Austin grabs another chair, sits on it, flips the bird, grabs some beers, and flips and drinks one. And at this point, as Corey was saying, what do you do with Stone Cold? What do you want to be done, do in WWE right now? He wanted and it's to be like, in many event title matches. And it's like, you can kind of see this, Brother. the beginning of him taking his ball going home. At this moment right here of him going, I guess I'm going to be the comedic act right now. It's just like, I'm going to grab a chair. Okay. Well, fine, take my chair. I'm going to get another one. I'm going to drink some beer during the match. Yeah, to say he's not trying hard during this match would be an understatement. Um, in all fairness, I mean, things didn't turn out like they were. I mean, it wasn't, Flair was not supposed to be wrestling. Yeah. That was never an idea. It's just that when Nash got injured and Hall got fired, they were like, fuck. Uh, Flair, I guess we're doing this uh, this heel like owner thing a little sooner than we probably would have wanted. Mm-hmm. One thing I liked, it came out of nowhere real quick. One thing I liked about this during the match is the Austin Flair slap each other moment and the crowd's going woo and then what, what? Yeah. woo what? Uh, then Xbox runs down and tries to interfere, but Austin stuns him. Austin stuns Flair for the win. This match went fifteen thirty six. You guys' reactions? Way too long. It oh, wasn't a very good. Boring. I think Flair takes a great back body drop. He does. He, he does. He, hip, he, which is rough. It just looks he awful. He lands on his side all the time. It's just, it's so rough. He's side, but he, he does goes, it on purpose because he broke his back in a plane crash at 75. Really? Yeah. yeah. So he purposely falls on his side every time he does that. It's so rough He's like, But he like floats. Mm-hmm. It's like... He art. jumped. He just jumped. It's crazy. Well, as Corey he points was, out in the Monday Night War Stories here on NoSongHammer.com, uh, he gives way too much. <laughs> he does. Stooped. For an yeah. all-time great dog, like... He just, he's too giving. So what do you guys give this? I gave it too flat. It, it wasn't very good. Same. Uh, Austin is fucking checked out. Big Show is toast at this point. I give like, it two Big and Show half. is drastically out of shape. Flair when, when Rick Flair is out of ring shape and doesn't believe in himself. Want to wrestle. He doesn't has a, he has zero confidence and Austin doesn't care. So he's got zero confidence, isn't in ring shape, and isn't supposed to be in the ring, and he was by far the best worker in the match. Because uh if his last so, match was that yeah. nitro match, right? Uh, well, yeah, except for he wrestled, yeah, but he wrestled Vince at Rumble and Taker that's, at Mania. That's fair. But, yeah. uh, what a great match, like a uh, combination of what we have for that matchup. One guy that's wrestled three times in three years, <laughs> uh, a year. Uh, we have one guy that's just bloated, and then you have Stone Cold who's, who's pissy. Pissy, pissy yeah. yeah. I should be in the main event. I think the crowd will see me I, take a real, real Hogan vibe. I feel bro. like that's been <laughs> happening since 01. It is. You know? Uh, or or uh, this yeah. isn't the podcast for that. In fact, this could probably be the soliloquy of the final episode of the Monday Night Wars. But uh, <laughs> what killed the Attitude Era and the business dead in 2001 was him shaking Vince's hand at WrestleMania. Yep. He, he should have done. It. He should have done what he said he should have done. Like he should. It should have stunned him. Yeah, yep. he should have said, "Watch for the stunner," and hit the stunner on him. 
and then just Called used him to get the, the belt. He's like, like Vince yeah. would have been pissed, but he would have gotten it later. He would have understood. Um, biggest mistake ever made in the wrestling business is that move right there. Ever? And, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Because they were on fire. Yeah. And, of course, things were going to change without competition. But I don't think anybody gives the fact that Austin quit being Austin for a huge part of why that business went down. Granted, he was fantastic as the hill. I loved the comedy shit. It was great, but it was terrible for business. Damn. So then we, now we go to a recap of uh, Kurt Angle and Edge. The How did we get here? So how did we get here? <laughs> we got here uh, because they wanted to make a new star, and Edge was the one deemed worthy. So after WrestleMania, Kurt Angle uh, was given specific orders. You are to get Edge over and ready to be a main event level talent. And here's that's what they started. They started, uh, he would make fun of Kurt being a nerd and all that on SmackDown. There was this cool little vignette where he's showing him pictures of them from their past. And Kurt's looking I'm at holding them. holding them up. Yeah, I've seen suck. that. Like, you yeah, suck. I have no really testicles. Do. Yeah. Because um, they were still, they were really going with the fact that Edge needed to be the Edge from Edge and Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be a baby-faced mini-eventer. So he didn't change much, which hurt him in the long Turns run. Turns out they were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Angle's wife actually came up with the idea of the hair versus hair. Because every year he was getting substantially He's, thinner. He was balding. And it was yeah. like, you know what? Just fucking shave it. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, that's a wrestling thing. That makes money." So yeah, we'll do hair versus hair. They had a really good match at Backlash, really good match. Really, and this is the rematch. That's here. so crazy of that. Like, Who won the Backlash match? Kurt. That Angle's wife came up with that because famously, when Kurt Angle had his first meeting with WWF, he was like, "I'm gonna make a menace. I should win." They were like, "Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah, uh, appreciate <laughs> it. Yep, I should never lose." <laughs> uh, one he, thing he doesn't understand wrestling. One, <laughs> yeah. one thing that was funny. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Jr. was like, "Well, it's, it was nice to meet you. Thanks for coming in." And they just blew him off. And like a year later, he was like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oops. Uh, one thing that I thought that was funny was them showing the the. the them editing photos of like this is what they looked like bald yeah and they show angle bald i'm like that is angle checks out, checks out. <laughs> that's no that's what i was bummed about I, at the time i was pissed because one everybody knew who was gonna win anyway that, yeah but once they did that thing on the graphic on screen it's like well whoever didn't know they just took all doubt away because one of them looks natural as can be bald the other one looks like a bird yeah so <laughs> my guess is kurt angle's losing sure enough and you're not cutting that hair bro no Nah, so just too luscious. let's do our next match. It's hair versus hair. Uh, first, Lawler calls it the uh, uh, calls it WWF multiple times. Yep. Oops. Oops. I uh, love Kurt Angle 2002. Like maybe my favorite year of him. Period. Um, just a beast. Just a fucking beast. Yeah. Uh, Jr. asks Lawler if he's been in a few hair matches. Is that hasn't he been in one? Lawler, that, famously won, yes. And and no none, none of the people in the match <laughs> got their hair cut besides no, the wife? No, uh that's happened, yes. Okay, okay so yes. <laughs> Two stories. One, because Memphis is Memphis. Yeah. They ended up with a hair versus hair match where neither guy wanted to lose the hair, so they had the guy's wife lose her hair. And oh she actually God. got her head shaved. Wow. Now, the reason her and her husband went along with it is that was enough to she made enough doing that that night to put a down payment on their house. Uh, <laughs> so that's why they did it. But all, in 1987, they had a hair versus hair match again with Lawler against uh, Tommy Rich. And just 
And Memphis Lawler didn't lose. He was Hulk Hogan, right? He was Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Andre the Giant put together. He would lose, but it's by monster screw jobs. And when it was important uh, gimmick matches like this, he never lost. Mm-hmm. Well, this one he lost. Because Austin Idol, another heel wrestler, stayed under the ring. And they had a cage around the arena, kind of like a hell in a cell. It wasn't on the ring. It was on the, around the enclosed mm-hmm. area. So Austin Idol hit out under the ring the entire day. And during the main event, came out and helped Tommy Rich. And they, Paulie Dangerously was the manager. And they shaved Lawler bald in the middle of the ring. And there was a riot in the Mid-South Coliseum. They had to wait like an hour to get out of the ring. Yep. Because they had to get the crowd out. It was so fucking volatile. The hills couldn't leave. Lawler had to like lay there like he was beaten to death and unconscious for like an hour because they could not get the crowd out. It was that bad. Oh, my God. That's what I want. I want to so riot don't ever, yeah. So don't ever say wrestling wasn't uh, believed to be real. There was heat back then. Dude. It was uh, heat. I thought what one crazy thing about this match and like the time is every fan was, the entire arena was in for every false finish. Any yeah. pinfall, any pinfall, they were like, oh. More, more people were over back then, yeah. if you notice, watching the shows. Weird. Strange. <laughs> uh, we get a ref bump. Edge uh, goes for the spear, but Angle moves the other way, and uh, Edge spears the ref. Edge hits the second uh, spear and covers Angle, and the ref wakes up, makes the pin, but Angle kicks out at two. Uh, Edge kicks out of the Olympic slam. Edge uh, angles in, uh, has Edge in the ankle lock, which I like this part. Then he kicks Angle off the ropes and then hits a roll-up for the one, two, three. Your winner, mm-hmm. Edge, 15-30. Love this match. This is the second, like I said, they had a great match at, at Backlash. This is the second month in a row I gave their match four stars. I fucking loved it. Angle is, a lot of people say Angle doesn't know how to work. He just spams moves, which I don't agree with that at all. I think he's, he's really good at what he does. I think Edge was right there on the verge. Like, I'm not going to ask you guys because you're not watching the weekly. But I was like, after this match, it, it is where you would ask, so did he? Did he make Edge a main event guy? Did he build him up to that level? Yeah, there's no way to tell for sure. You guys aren't watching the weekly, so, you know, it's yeah. tough for you to gauge. Um, but he sure... It helped. He, <laughs> he did a good job. And uh, it really looked like Edge was going to be a player. Um, it didn't quite happen that soon. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they tried. Um, this is a fantastic match. Four stars, easy. I gave four as well. I went three and three quarter. Four and a quarter. Yeah, well, that's understandable. All that, that's, yeah. Uh, after the match, Angle attacks Edge, but Edge hits the Executioner, the DDT. Edge then drags Angle to the barber to, for the haircut. However, however, Angle runs off and Edge gives chase. But then all of a sudden, we cut to the Marriott as there's a uh, Booker T is waiting for the lady to join him in the bed. She says she likes it in the dark, and he's like, that's cool. And he, uh, Whatever you want, baby. You hear them kissing, and then she says, uh, he says, uh, what do you want me to do next? And then you hear Goldust's voice saying, I want you to leave the NWO. And what the ret- hell? Return to the Goldust. <laughs> never thought this in my life good. Never thought in my life that I would ever see uh, Kurt, uh, Booker T's ass. <laughs> yeah, there you go, though. Because I was the first. Oh, Man, I'm out of this mud. <laughs> yeah. Book Dust is fantastic. I bought this nightgown for nothing. Yeah, that was <laughs> the best part of the I love the thing. fact he's in a nightgown. It's like, <laughs> yeah, over his ring attire. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing, Goldie? Book Dust gave me such joy in 2002. It's so good. <laughs> now we go to a recap of Triple H and Chris Jericho. And basically, the courier tells us why. But initially, the whole recap is just Vince hating Triple H. So, our next match is a Hell in a Cell. 
Triple H versus Chris Jericho. How did we get to this match? See, this is this is to me this is where a big miss is. They could have easily told the story and should have told the story that this is the culmination of a two year blood feud, in which if nothing else, a year and a month early or actually is an after judgment is the day after judgment day, almost a year to the day after. Jericho was the one he was wrestling when he tore his quad. Mm-hmm. They could have told that story. They had just wrestled two months ago at Mania in the main event for the title. That's never mentioned. It's all about Vince and, and Triple H. And that's the part that pissed me off. So Vince needs someone to teach Triple H a lesson. So he just pulls Jericho out of midair and SmackDown since Angle was busy. That's literally <laughs> what it came down to. And I'm like, that's a lazy story. Like... It all that history I just laid out is right there, ready for you. Before a Hell in a Cell match, yeah, and you don't even talk. It's just Vince and Triple H. So this is a, an interesting. You said that this one got you so bad with the with the physicality. It, I was just really young. Yeah, I don't well, really, that's, that's understandable. It, it, I have a I have an. Uh, I think my mom more was just like she didn't want me to watch. That. I have uh, I have an, uh, a thing that happened to me when I was a kid that almost uh, did this, the same thing. I was uh, eight years old watching World Championship Wrestling on TBS and the Road Warriors had just turned heel on Dusty Rhodes. So I'm watching and, you know, whatever. You know, Road Warriors are big bad guys. But Animal, they attack Dusty Rhodes. And then Animal unscrews one of the spikes from his shoulder pad mm-hmm. and proceeds to dig it into Dusty's eye mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. And Dusty, of course, gagged and he's bleeding all over the fucking place. And pretty traumatic for an eight-year-old. I was like, I never yeah. want to watch it again. Yeah, that was me yeah, two God. months prior when um, uh, Hogan hit The Rock in the ambulance with the fucking semi. Of course, that lasted all of a week. <laughs> but, yeah, but still, I mean, that's jarring shit right there. Yep. That's actually what cost Dusty his Booker's job and got him fired from the NWA. Wow. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, but this is an interesting Hell in a Cell because they, th- one, Triple H and Jericho were smart. And they both thought this, this feud is lackluster. They fucked it up going into Mania. They're not even mentioning you and me as being a feud now. Yep. So it doesn't deserve a Hell in a Cell, really. And then on top of that, they looked at the past Hell in a Cells. By that point, there had only been like five or six. Yeah. And they were like, okay, so Michaels tries to kill himself, and Foley damn near kills himself twice. Mm-hmm. We And they both decided they wanted to do a different type of Hell in a Cell. It wasn't going to be about outlandish spots. It was going to be about fucking physicality they oh. were going to beat the living shit out of each other two all-time great in the ring yep coming up with a great plan great minds they were like we, we can't do that it doesn't warrant it. it this is stupid let's just let's use the cell as it should have been Plus, in the first like, place and beat the fuck out of each neither other neither guy is as athletic as sean is and neither yep. guy is as fucking insane as Foley yeah. is. so like it wouldn't have worked doing that match and because of that this has always been a very divisive hell in a cell Personally, I, like I love it. I love it too. And uh, I was really interested on this rewatch. Like, how am I going to feel? You know. But no, I love it. I, in fact, I wish all Hell in the Cells were more like this, where it's just you using the, the because the cell and the weapons to to hurt you guys. Hell, not to hell set up in the cell. Yeah. Hell in the cell is to most wrestling fans the match that is supposed is the blood feud that needs to end it's supposed it. To end the feud. End the blood feud right yeah. here. Uh I gotta say, I think this is my favorite Triple H, like his physique. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this oh, yeah. is his best oh, he looks one. Great after he this comes is my back favorite Triple H quad. period. Coming back from the quad in 02. Yeah. Even, I'm even down to, because I'm, I like, I watch all the little things. Even the, this particular logo on his trunks. 
the uh, Triple H logo, this one, it's it's reminiscent of, there was another mainstream logo at the time that looked a lot like it. I can't fucking remember what it was to save my life. Maybe West Coast Choppers. I don't know. I, that seems like, yeah. I was going to say that, yeah. like that yeah. one. It's not, but, it sounds but like, like it. everything about, this is my favorite look. And the best music, too. Yeah. This, everything was great. And I fucking love the match. The, so, yeah. uh, spot of the match. Uh, Jericho catapults Triple H in the cage while both men are on the still steps. That was sick. That was yeah. impressive by, like, both men to, like, Legitimately, like that's core strength yeah. for both men to be like, all right, we're going to because there was no momentum like in the ring. Yeah, like even the ring doesn't provide much momentum for that move. Yeah, but at least you're kind of on flat ground here. Triple H is way below Jericho on the ground on the steel and steps. He's got to try to like it's that's tough to do for both guys. Uh, Jericho pulls out a ladder and hits Triple H with it. Uh, Jericho throws Triple H into the ladder. Triple H stumbles to the outside, but then falls onto the steel steps that've been taken apart. Uh, Triple H throws the still steps at Jericho and hits him in the arm. That kind of cuts him open. Tim White takes takes a major bump here. This is what ends his career. Yeah. It was a ref. He separates his shoulder hitting that stickage on the way down. And really? that's what ended his refing career. Wow. Uh, that doesn't stop. They tried to commit suicide. Multiple times. Uh, <laughs> on air. <laughs> uh, Triple H... Uh, hits uh, Jericho hits Triple H with a headshot with the chair and covers him, but the ref's still out. So Jericho then decides to uh, uh, picks Triple H and throws him into the cage, then starts punching the ref. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good spot for you, Tim White, as he becomes a bloody mess. Other refs then comes, have to come down and break the chain to get in, and then they go check on the ref instead of the match. Love the fact that commentary's like, Go, go, someone go check on the match. Not the, yeah, who cares about the ref? Uh, Triple H blasts Jericho with the sledgehammer, covers him, but hey, all the refs are still checking on Tim White. Uh, both men are busted open at this time. Jericho leaves the ring and then slams it on Triple H's face. They fight on the outside. Uh, then Triple H DDTs Jericho through the Spanish announcer's table. Triple yes, H. AT. And then Triple H pulls out a two by four wrapped in barbed wire. I feel like we've seen that one somewhere. As then Jericho then climbs the cage and Triple H gives chase with the two by four. However, Triple H gets to the top, throws two by four, and Jericho gets it and starts hitting Triple H in the back multiple times. Uh, Mike Chioda climbs the cage and asks Triple H if he wants to stop as Jericho has him in the walls of Jericho. Uh, Jericho gives Triple H a back body drop on top of the cage. Scary moment, just yeah, in my I mind. I still cringed even though I knew it wasn't going to go through it. Uh... Triple H then hits Jericho in the head with the 2x4 and his hair gets stuck oh, yeah. in the 2x4. Triple H hits a pedigree on top of the cage and the ref makes the pin. One, two, three. That's Time, 24 minutes and 31 seconds. And that's what I loved about it is they, they did go to the top, but instead of doing that flashy move, they just finished the match up there. Yeah. Which, you know, balls, I wouldn't want to do. I, 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 I don't think I'd want to take... Imagine you're Jericho. Here's the finish. We're going to be on top of chain link. You're looking down, and you're going to take a pedigree. Never knowing if, hey, am I going to stop when I hit that cage, or am I going to go flying fully through? Didn't. After, right? after uh, this show, uh, later on, a couple days later, the uh, producer's brother was here, mm-hmm. and he was a big fan of wrestling at around Attitude at a time. Yeah. So he's like, can I watch the uh, Mankind Taker Hell in a Cell? I'm like, okay, sure. So... All the spots are happening. I'm like, yep, yeah, that that was planned. However, it was between like three people, <laughs> yeah. and that one was not planned. Yeah, just court happened. Yeah. I love this match. I loved it even as much this time as I did the last time, and it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. There have been so many Hell in a Cells now that mm-hmm. I 
the whole goddamn pay-per-view. Right, Jesus. Uh, this is, I can't say it's my all-time favorite sell, but it's at least in the top five. I can, I can tell you that. Me too. No, with no hesitation. I went four and a quarter. I, I did as well. I match. I went four. I went four and a quarter. I, I, uh, went four and a quarter. I have seen this one a bunch because I had that um, Hell in the Cell DVD. Yeah. And when they had the first 15, uh, how many? I don't know how wrong it was. It was like 15 or But it was every one of the matches, and this match is so good. You know, I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen this. I've never seen this. I am so happy that those two decided to go a different route. To me, this is what Hell in the Cell is. It actually, it's actually why I really love the first one with with Sean and Taker, because it was a very physical match with some high spots. With the exception of Sean falling off the side. It's a very physical match. It's the other one that's like, Jesus, this Mm -hmm. is how it's I mean, he beat the fuck out of Sean. Yeah. So. It's one of those things like, as they we said, language on the network. And some fans, um, <laughs> yeah. let them know their feelings about Shawn Michaels in that match. Yeah. Uh, th- this Ooh. is like, like I said, like Shooting. we said before, this type of match felt like okay, this is going to end the feud. Not hey, hey Shane, if you <laughs> go to your top of the top cage, jump off, and then hey, we're giving you a SmackDown the next day. Yeah, you know. I think I would say the closest. I would say this: the closest with more recent Hell in a Cell matches, maybe two. New Day and the Usos. Yep. And then I'll say Taker and Brock at SummerSlam, the more recent one. I agree with that one as well. But I'll take instead of Taker Brock, I'd say my top five are probably this one, the first ever one. Usos and New Day because that that one they invented new ways to hurt you in the cage and it was brutal. Yeah, with like the I'll chairs say, up on the they put yeah. chairs up in the chain. Yeah, and then up. they fucking like put all the kindle sticks against him and he was wedged in there with his face. Yeah, yeah. I'll say Sasha and um, Becky. Yeah, that was a really good hell in the cell because those two women did they tried to find ways. So to no fiend too. or uh, wrong. No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then if I had to pick another one, a dark horse, I'd have to watch it again. I think, but I really like Triple H and Batista in 05. Uh, I was, was going to say Triple H Cactus at uh That's good, but it's not. I like, like that one. Five for me. It's about when Rikishi falls off and goes to the, the sawdust. I mean, I like the idea of a six man, but no, no, that's too much. So yeah. let's let's go move on with let's go backstage with Kurt Angle as he's trying to hide from Edge as he runs into the hairstylist and puts a shower cap on and a cape as he's uh, impostering somebody getting their uh, makeup done, and then he leaves and then you see Angle give chase. Hey, Angle, you son of a bitch, get back here. Just need yakety yak explain. Yeah. Uh, then we get a WWE <laughs> promo, get the F out, with uh, two people doing it to sexual chocolates theme. And when the steam comes back up, we get the F out. Uh, then we go to uh, WWF New York, WWE New York with Maven taking Tori Wilson no, out on a world date. it's the world now, isn't it? It's the world. It's oh, the is world. it the world? Okay. As they're on a date. I, I was waiting for uh, Tajiri to show up. The whole time. I was looking at the size of that drink. Going, is he trying to like, get her drunk real quick? That that drink was huge. I was just waiting for uh, Tajiri to show up to spit uh, green mist. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> so hot. So let's go to our next match for the Tag Team Championship. Now, now we're talking. Tori's <laughs> match <laughs> of the is. night. Uh, match of the year, bro. Billy and Chuck with Rico. My master's Greatest thesis. wrestling match ever. Versus Rikishi and... Uh, a pick from Mr. McMahon. So, why does Rikishi have a feud with Mr. McMahon right now? He doesn't. He, he just has a feud with Billy and Chuck. And this is just McMahon being a heel dick character. Uh, so, 
And in fact, that's really all there is to what brought us to this. <laughs> because they had this great idea during the draft to draft the tag team champions to SmackDown exclusive um, and then uh, put no other teams on SmackDown <laughs> and then break up any team there was. Oh, except for the Hardys. They're on oh, Raw. That sounds familiar. Hmm. So, hmm. you know. Where have I heard that before? Yeah, right. So Mr. Mc- off. <laughs> so Mr. McMahon gets to pick. Yes. Rikishi's this tag team. in Cleveland, Mississippi? Yes, it was. It's the better Cleveland. What? They wanted it in Cleveland, bro. Uh, as Mr. McMahon... Hey, Cleveland rocks. Doesn't pick, he doesn't pick anybody from Cleveland. He picks Rico. Which at first they're like mad, but then Rico's like, oh, no, wait, guys, I got this. I can t- take the pen. Former yeah. uh, Las Vegas police officer? Former Las Vegas police officer. And, and former winner of American Gladiators. And a former American Gladiator. Isn't he Rico. like a firefighter now? Or yes, is he does. does, he, have, well, does he have health issues? Well, he had health issues. I, I, was don't know, say, yeah. I don't know the update on that lately. Yeah. It was bad for a while. He it, won American yeah. Gladiators. This yep. is fucking awesome. Yeah. Rico Constantino. Because I know he had... Like, he, looks, he looks weird in American Gladiators, too. Dur- it's hard I, to recognize that it's Rico. <laughs> I know that during the you look so I always good use that as me. my music when I created. Zen a hates that. I, I love that. I love that so theme. much. I got happy when I heard it. Yeah, because I would always make like so demonic taker characters and then come out to that music. To <laughs> I love that theme song, but Zen like she, she hates it. I'm like, why? It's amazing. I know that during their time in OVW, Rico Constantino and John Cena were a tag team, and uh, Rico was the one that the. You know, the they, was like, they saw that's gonna be a star. That's that's the star right there. Uh, it's funny how things turn out, right? Missed this match by that Ooh, much, match, yeah. though. <laughs> like uh, Sean would say, <laughs> uh, that match. Uh, Chuck's holding Rico and uh, Rikishi as Rico comes in and tries a roundhouse kick Rikishi, but he ducks and hits Chuck. Then Rikishi kicks Rico and then he falls on to Chuck for the one, two, three. Your new tag team champions. Rikishi and Rico. Uh, this match went three minutes and fifty seconds, which is only three minutes and twenty seconds too long. Uh, this gets one star. For I me. put one star. As well. <laughs> was, yep. One star I was like, this is a one star special. Yep. I, I'm just confused by and why hey. they're doing this. Hey, because hey, you know, as you said, there's only two tag teams in WWE. Hey, right one's now. on each brand. Yeah. But also, hey, you know, just because Russo left doesn't mean Vince didn't like some of his ideas. Vince loves the feuding tag team champion partners. Notice they do it a lot. Ugh. So here's another one. Uh, as JR goes, oh my God, I don't know what's happening right now during this. Where is it? You can tell. Okay. So this, since this was a SmackDown angle, you can tell JR thought it was dumb as fuck. And he's just burying it. I'm like, wow, this is, uh, I don't wonder what's going to happen next week. Uh, after yeah. the match, Rikisha gets his WrestleMania moment by dancing on top of the stage with Pyro. I don't know why. Banging it, banging it. Banging I thought this at the time, and I feel it so much harder now. He is so out of place in 2002 WWE. Like, so just like, he looks like a relic from another time who should not still be there. And he's there until 2004. He's, he has been in that company for fucking ever, yeah. dude. It's crazy. Wonder, in fact, have his kids eclipsed that now? Probably. His kid's been there. Probably. Oh, yeah. They've been there since like 07. Oh. He was there in 92 to 2004. So that's 12. They're, there. so they're, so they're, like to, they're so only 10 years. They're not so. there yet. They gotta, that's they, fucking They nuts, still by have the two way. years to catch it. That down. is bonkers. Wow. Um, they what, uh, We go backstage with Edge looking for uh, well, Kurt. However, uh, so 
I, I will say a reference to something that we'll be uh, reviewing down the line of uh, as Edge is looking for something in my head or in my mind. I heard surprise, bitch, as, as <laughs> a, uh, Angle comes with a trash can and hits in the head. Uh, but they start brawling and then Chuck and Billy are instantly backstage. Yep. So like in my head, I'm like, did they cut something out or? Oh, because they were so up. weird because like I I maybe because they went first up the ramp but it was just so weird because like you just had the match and then all of a sudden we cut straight to the back and then boom they they start brawling and then here comes Billy and Chuck walking past them I was just like something get cut or it's just weird editing or weird kind of it's a weird thing that should weird be thing through. yep uh, it's jarring like at WrestleMania 12 when Piper and Goldust arrived at the building to do the in arena part of the Hollywood backlot brawl, you know, where he takes off yeah. his clothes and they're, they're fighting through the backstage area and you see Kevin Nash walk by having just lost to take her. And yep. at least he's selling. Like he's like, he's heads down low. He's like, uh, but it, it was just so jarring because that those kind of things never happened. Vince wouldn't allow those things to happen. So the few times they do like this, it's jarring. It's like, no, what's, what's going on? Yeah. And you're like, yep, somebody got fired. Uh, Angle <laughs> yeah. drags Edge to the stage to the barber cut, uh, barber chair as he's going to cut Edge's hair. Uh, Edge uh, is thrown to the stage. Uh, Angle goes for the Olympic slam, but Edge change, uh, reverses it into a sleeper hold until Angle passes out. Uh, then uh, they begin to uh, they shave his head, shave his head, put cream on it, and wake him up. Wake him up, and he's pissed. I'll kill you, you son of a bitch. I like the crowd chanting, na 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 hey, hey, goodbye, uh, after the You're thing. You're bald. Uh, Edge gets the mic. I like the fact. I like the fact how uh, they did it. First scary moment with... Uh, hey, I'm sitting back on that thing. Uh, scary moment with when they gave Edge the straight edge blade. I'm like, oh, shit, what are they doing there? Edge is like, big fan of New Jack. Watch this. But I like, I like, I like the idea of... I like the idea of how they woke, how he woke Angle up as he put the mirror, mirror in front of him and then like slapped him really hard upside the head. Angle wakes up and like, oh, you son of a bitch. In the 80s, and that used to be part of the match. Uh, in a lot of territories, if you use the sleeper hold as a finisher to get over how dangerous it could be, the gimmick was that the person after the match was over, the ref would make you sit the guy up and smack him on the back to wake him up because it was such a dangerous move and that made it look even more dangerous. Um so that was a nice little call back to that, too. I'm like, ah, cool. Uh, Edge gets the mic after him. The crowd says, instead of them saying, uh, uh, they're going to chant, you're bald, instead of, uh, you suck. And then they hit the music, and the crowd's chanting, you're bald. Yep. So, I guess it's main event time. It is. So it is. Get, we get a recap from uh, of Undertaker Hogan, how we got here. So how do we get here, Corey? Backlash, Taker won with... Uh, Unintended assistance from Ric Flair in that match <laughs> against Austin. Woo! So he knew he had the, the main event match at Judgment Day. And so he just moseys on down during that Triple H Hogan match. And he punches Triple H in the head because they had a little bit of a back and forth on Raw and he wanted to fuck him over. Plus, uh, the storyline I'm sure was that Taker thought Hogan would be an easier guy to beat. So let's help myself here. And uh, sure enough, Hogan wins the belt. And the next night, they start to, f- to go back and forth. I was shocked that they did this match, knowing the long-standing bad blood, mm-hmm. especially on Taker's side. Like this, I was like, ooh, they're really going to. He learned nothing from Montreal. Just fucking, they can be in the same company. Just don't have them wrestle each other. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, but no, they did it. And they did a storyline where Hogan came out and sat on Ty- Taker's bike and 
Oh, he stole it and wrote it out. And then uh, Taker comes out and starts talking his spiel about what he's going to do to Hogan. And Hogan's like, blah, 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 blah. Are you going to come down here and fight? Or are you just going to stand there and be the big bitch that you are? And Taker got all pissed and left. So Hogan starts chasing him after on his bike. But it stalls. He stalls hard. It stalls hard. Yeah. And it's, it's one of the more ironically funny things on Raw. He finally gets it to the back and runs it over with a with a with a eighteen wheeler, and Taker's pissed. So the next week he attacks Hogan, ties him to the back of his motorcycle, drags, drags him, him around the back oh. of the arena, yep. and that leaves us to here, where two unpardonable sins were put upon us from the get go, as Taker comes out, and what you're hearing on the network was not edited in music. That was the debut of his new theme music. And that was the Ooh. real deal. I, I so Dead man. I remember when he came out, we we're watching it live, we we're like the fuck is this? Because it's the Undertaker. If nothing else, give him something important. Like this is this was the most generic fucking music you'd ever heard. You're like, shouldn't this is like A Train's music. Where the yeah. fuck is Taker? But that was his music for a while. And then? And then we get the Voodoo Child WWE Network edit, which is vile. <laughs> and I, put, I put it, the oh, really, really bad Hendrix yeah, it's network. It's not as bad as the network James Brown. No, it is, it is yeah, bad. It's better than the cast piped in music, <laughs> but not by much. This thing was like terrible. And the first five minutes of the match, I swear to God, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, what was worse, Taker's real music or the piped in Hogan music? That's all I could think about. I, I, was, I was truly distracted by the theme music, too. Because <laughs> I, I honestly went to YouTube. Yeah. And I, like, I tried to find like the actual actual version. I'm like, oh, shit, that is a real Taker. Okay. And then uh, Hogan's was different. I was just like, okay. Um, I mean, because he hit... I mean, I, I don't blame Vince for not wanting to pay the money. But they hit on something in WWE. That is one of the best songs you could ever pick for entrance music, is Voodoo Child. Uh-huh. That's fucking sweet. Yep. Oh. So, so our main yeah, event... Whenever the, I hit it and I hear it in the store, I'm just like, oh, air guitar time. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So our main event is for the Undisputed Championship. Hogan. Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. This was not good. Uh, not at all. Not <laughs> one bit. Taker attacks good. Hogan before the match with the weightlifting belt. Hogan gets it, then hits Taker with it. Um, but we get one of the most infamous choke slams of all time. <laughs> as uh, choke Hogan, slam, that's Hogan, what it's called. Hogan uh, <laughs> says, "Creative doesn't work for me, bro." Sandbag. Yeah, he's sandbagged already. I, I, uh, the funniest thing about this is I watched uh, Botchamania the week before, mm-hmm. and they did something to botch with. Is basically it's just them showing the audio of uh, the so video the of the audio from. Pritchard something to wrestle yeah. with, and it's them talking about this match because they just re- did it, mm-hmm. and it was just like, yeah, there's that part where Hogan grabs Hogan, uh, Taker grabs Hogan by the throat and tries to lift him, and then he stops and then looks, <laughs> leans back, and he's like, "You're fucking gonna jump," <laughs> and then he does it, and then you get like a one foot jump from Hogan. Yeah, no, he gave they, no shits. There was not a lot of trust between the two because of what happened back in '91. So and Hogan knew Taker was pissed, so he was on edge. He wasn't about to do anything for let Taker take advantage. So it was just 
not great. Nope. Um, at all. Uh, um, Plus, let's be honest. Another thing is Hogan's body's fastly breaking down. You know, he, he'd only come back and started wrestling in March, but he hadn't wrestled full-time in two years. He was nearing 50, and the WF style of matches were a lot more physically demanding than WWE ones at the end. So he yeah. was trying his damnedest, but he was also just breaking down. Yes, he was. Um, Hogan hits the leg drop, but Taker kicks out. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out. Uh, Taker grabs a chair and brings him to the ring. And uh, Undertaker slightly hits Hogan with it. That was a soft hit. That was a really soft hit. Uh, ref goes into Vince, who's on the apron, and Hogan then kicks the chair into Taker's face. Earl's messing around with Vince, and Hogan hits a leg drop. Uh, Hogan grabs Vince and pulls him over the top rope and punches him and then hits him with the leg drop. Earl then pushes Vince to the outside, then Undertaker hits Hogan. And then Undertaker then redeems himself with a okay, better version of a chokeslam for the one, two, three. I love the fact that he has to win it with a chokeslam instead of, you know, a tombstone. Yep. Well, then we're going to do that again after 91. And it's not like Hogan was going to take the last ride. Nope. <laughs> I love the fact that Hogan won't take the tombstone. Even I'm though, not sure he wouldn't. I bet it was Taker who was like, no. I'm not doing it again. I'm not doing it again. Even though the tombstone, if you go back to watch the very first one, Taker's basically, uh, Hogan's basically sucking Taker's dick. Yeah. He goes That's where his near. face was at. But he still claimed injury, oh, which, started all the, which started all the crap with, with Taker. So I bet it was Taker who was like, I'm not even going to try a tombstone. No. Fucking choke slam will do it. So, 11 minutes, 10 seconds, your new WWE Undisputed Champion, The Undertaker. Disappointed uh, with that outcome. Two stars. I went two stars That's as well. funny. I went two stars. Two. Uh, not, <laughs> not a good match. Two star um, special. I was bored. Because I was so confused for the first five minutes with like, Corey with the theme music. <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on that, here with the theme music? That this I was, was just bad. like, I'm done. Like, they're both to blame for a bad match. Yep. Yep. Equal blame. Uh, Taker didn't look great either. Nope. Um, You've done it now. And Taker, Taker is at least closer to his prime and really yeah. has no excuse. Yeah. He was limping. I noticed there was a limp. Because the thing is, like, with Taker, <coughs> he's kind of one of those guys where, like, okay, if you're not going to sell, I'm going to fucking make you sell, God yeah. damn it. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I was shocked at this point. Taker has more cachet with the company than Hogan, so yeah. like, bitch, you're selling, goddammit. And that's why I was shocked when that one chair shot was so light. Yeah. I was like, well, goddamn, that's that's playing ball. Like, I've seen you hit Mick, dude. You <laughs> yeah. like Mick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like... You respect Mick. I hated the finish, though, not because Taker won. I didn't think Hogan would have a long reign back then. I knew it was... He got the title because of the nostalgia pop yeah. against The Rock. It was like, Jesus Christ, he's hotter than we thought he was. Let's capitalize on it. So I knew it would be fast. But at this point, we're looking at four champions since the day of WrestleMania. Because Jericho went in as champ. Mm-hmm. Then Triple H wins. Mm-hmm. Then a month later, Hogan wins. Then a month later, Taker wins. So in a little under f- three months, we've had four world champions. And I'm like, so is this what this whole like undisputed title is going to be? Where each month, a guy from a brand just gets it for a month. And they just divvy back and forth. Is that what this is going to be? Some fucking dance? It's very WCW. That's exactly. So I did not like the fact the title changed hands again. But it is what it is. It wasn't a very good match. But man, I th- overall, I think this was a pretty damn good show. I was thoroughly entertained. 
Yeah, the, I thought it was a. If you just take out the tag match and the women's match, the, I, I liked everything else. The Me high too. points were really high. Yes. The low points were fairly low. Like it was mm-hmm. weird. Yep. Weird balance. By the way, if you're in, um, if you're in 2002, let's say you're in May 2002, and you've been watching the whole time. Oh, was so it three years? And the NWO comes in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The NWO comes in in February. Yep. If I'd have told you it's splintered and pretty much dead by May, you probably wouldn't be super shocked. If I asked you which guy hung around and still had the staying power in ring, who would have guessed Hogan? Not me. Not me. I would have taken Nash. I would have taken Nash. Because Hall probably, Nash. it's a safe bet Hall's going to implode. Yeah. And Hogan's older. So I'd have picked Nash, but no, if it was Hogan by a landslide. Hogan there for another year? Well, he's there until August full-time. Then he's off, and then yeah, he has a three, uh, no three run. So then three. Hogan knows best. And nothing was ever the same after that. Dude. Brother. So, before we get to the award show, I got the, I found the buy rate. This, this will be interesting. 0.94. That's a good buy rate. That's a good buy rate. What, did, you, did you look to see what 2001 Judgment Day was? Um, I can look that up right now. Uh, 0.94. What do you think, uh, what do you think sold it? What do you think is the reason for the buy rate? Um, I'm going to say it's a combination of Hell in a Cell and Hogan. Hmm. I'm to say that's the main draws to this. Did you watch it live? Yes. Why'd you buy it? Yeah. Uh, we got them every month. But uh, for this one specifically, um, we were full into the Hogan nostalgia. Really? Yeah, all four yeah. of us. We lived together and we split the cable bill. And we were just... So during uh, Mania, the room you were in, were you half and half? Were you all Hogan? Like, what was the dynamic? I, Being that I was never the hugest rock mark, I was 1,000% Hogan before the match. Yeah. Everyone else was rock, um, except for one of my other friends was also an NWO guy. So we were Hogan, okay. and the other two were rock, and within like 10 minutes, everybody was Hogan. As was the crowd. Yeah, yeah as was the crowd. I was but always and, rock, though. And, and it's one of the and two, props like... To, props to rock, though, for reading the room and starting and to play the hill. It. And then props to that company for going direction both with both guys, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly the people want the rock, Hogan, so we went Hogan, and rock became a heel and became a great heel. So, hmm. I'm trying to see if I can find it. So, what? So 2002. Mm-hmm. So let's just say this: 2002 from another website. I can't find like the point nine, whatever. Yeah. This got 373,000 buyers. Not bad. The year before, in 2001, 405. Yeah. That's over one. Yeah, yeah, that's over one. So. 1.5 business was probably f- not that high probably no, like a 1.1 like 1. 1. 1. 1.2 business 1. was on fire 2000 that's the best I've ever did and 2001 kind of benefited from that yep for like the first half and then so that's pre-invasion Judgment Day Judgment Day is the last uh, well King of the Ring was technically the last one pre because Booker T debuts on King of the Ring that's fair so this is like the last then it was Austin and Taker you for the say. title Triple H and Kane yeah so so Ooh. Let's go to the award show time. So give me some. Uh, I don't even know if I can do the <laughs> fake generic voodoo child. So I'll just be like, dead man walking. There's not even the singing. Is it? Cooking assholes in. Terrible. doesn't stop. It's. Award show time. Let's start with best match of the night. I'll go Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Edge and Angle. 
I'll just go Hell in a Cell. It was good. It was between those two. It was either of those two. It was was between those two. Uh, Worst match? Trish and Stacy. Oh, Trish and Stacy. 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 Trish and Stacy. Yeah. The women's match. I'll switch it up. You're going to go to the tag match. The tag match. (laughs) Again, it was one or the other. You're not wrong. It was one or the other. M V P. Edge three. Did they get him over? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go Edge too. That was a fantastic match. And then the stuff he had to do later. It's the... really uh, one of the first times where Edge could show that he could really do by himself, and mm-hmm. he was fine. Yep. It really was one of the Plus early that times. Sweet Rob Zombie theme music. Mm-hmm. Never gonna well, stop now. Like you said, Eddie pulled RVD to a good match. That's I'm true. gonna go Eddie. That's not. Yeah, that's that's good just pick too. so weird. That pin, and I love that. I love I the finish. That, oh god! I I love, when I saw the replay, I was like, "That's great." <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, Edge. Oh yeah, on the stay. So, uh, who's our motive? Big Show. I got a co. I got Billy and Chuck. You are it's either Big Show I'm or Hogan to, for me. I'm going to that match, and I'm saying Rikishi. Wow. You do not belong here. Wow. Mine was Big Show. The reason I went Big Show over Rikishi is because at least he won. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you go won. Big Show? Because he was fat and lazy and out of shape. That's half. And his I didn't career. like his. That's, and big, I just, that's big Show, bro. But I did, that's half his career. That's bro. big guy from. But I didn't like his beard. Now you're coming to the, my side of the Paul White <laughs> argument. I didn't like the beard, the handle, the handlebar mustache. That's where it's at. Uh, my Moadib goes to hmm. Yeah, it's a good Moadib. It's, what? Uh, hear, hear me out. What? <laughs> it's a good Moadib. So we're, start, we're starting what the fuck early, huh? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good Moadib. <laughs> Kurt Angle. Okay. Gets his head shaved mm-hmm. because his hair is fucking thinning out. Yeah. And we see him now, and it's like, yeah, makes sense. So your Moadib is his genetics? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Kurt Angle's genetics. Kurt, Game wreck, Kurt Angle's mom. <laughs> Kurt Angle's hair is I my mean, Moadib. I've what's going on with his brothers <laughs> lately. Jesus. Yeah. Deep uh, cut, Joe. I like it. Kurt Angle's you hair. You know what? I'll one's, allow it. Thank you. One's oh, going thank to you. prison for being in a steroid ring, and the other one killed his wife like a year ago. So yes, yeah, Kurt- Angle Genetics, you suck. You, you suck. suck. Speaking of that, <laughs> hey, uh, Corey. Yeah. WTF. Taker's music. Uh, Taker's music is a big <laughs> one. Um, no, this this is a good WTF. This is um, this was this was fun to watch. This take me took me back to a time period I've purposely not watched in a long time. Mm. Even though it's. Probably one of my top three. Is that because years. is that why you haven't watched it? Because you love it so much? Or are you yeah. afraid like something's gonna get ruined by it? Yeah, it was a, it was a, you know, and honestly, a little behind the scenes, the brand split for some reason. I had been um, this guy I knew had done a lot of tape trading and collecting mm-hmm. before two thousand two. I'd never really done that. I had a couple that you know I'd buy them on pay per view and tape them so I can watch them again later because that's a lot of money and you're like cool, it's tough stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really collect. But I was talking to a dude online. Who collected, he had like everything, and he could watch whatever he wanted in time, and I thought, mm, that's kind of a cool idea. And I started, um, as it happened, it was by chance, I made a decision that the night, the first night of the brand split, uh, April 1st, 2002, that I would uh, tape every WWE show for a year. Raw, SmackDown, Heat, mm-hmm. Velocity, whatever. If it was WWE, I'd tape it. And up, up through WrestleMania 19, just to have it, just for fun, see what it was like. And that's what started the thing. So now I've got like every, I've got a better I've got a better network selection than the network does. 100%. I've got shit they don't have. In better quality. Yeah, in better quality. <laughs> With music stuff. Yeah. So like that's another reason. Like because I, I watched that was the first year that I went out of my way 
because I would cut the commercials out because who wants to? Nobody. Right? So I had to watch all the shows too. Right. So that was the first year where I literally watched every you, show of WD programming. Yes. All right. And um, so that's why it sticks out. It's just a fun that's time right. for me. Plus, after after the Attitude Era and WCW shut down, I enjoyed seeing where all the WCW and ECW cast-offs mm-hmm. and young people, how they were all going to integrate. It was fun to me. It was like, wow, I mean, all of the names are literally here now. How, how is it going to, how are they going to use them? How are they going to shove them in? That was fun to me. So that's probably why I like it so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, Devin or Booble? My WTF? Hmm. Taker's music was good. Uh, but when good? Uh, well, that's a good. That's oh, a good, like, that's a like, good WT. Excuse me. <laughs> that's a good WTF. That's but no, literally a terrible take. When, literally, uh, Gold Dust popped up. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Hell yeah! Now tell me what you want me to do. I like how you're, you're what the fucks are just like. It's stuff that makes you makes me go what the fuck. But they're really more like real what the fucks instead of like, well, my what the fuck is the moon exploding. But re- that's not it. It's fucking Vince McMahon looking at it going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. It's the reaction. So your what the fucks are dumb. Tell uh, me you didn't just say that. I just uh, did. What the fuck? Yeah, uh, uh, Booble? Thanks. Uh, my what the fuck goes to the main event. It, I really hate it when something that could be considered a dream match just like not even doesn't live up, like fails miserably to deliver what it should have. It goes under. Like, like we, we are not saying that Taker, Hogan, and O2 is going to be pick a great match, you know, in history. It's not going to be that, but, like, but you, could, you could do better than Savage two stars. Savage and Steamboat. Too. No, yeah. a good match. Oh, but it could have been A better. good match. Um, you could do better than two stars. Like, both of you, like, it's wrestling. Wins and losses don't actually matter in real world. So, Hogan, eat the pen, deal with it, you're old. I've, Taker I've, should have won. This is ridiculous. I've rated Hogan matches higher than two stars where he didn't do any wrestling for the first ten minutes yeah. of the match. Like, and, you both like, like, know how to, like, you both, A, know how to have a good wrestling match, and you both B know how to have a good match with smoke and mirrors. You did neither of the but two. They, but they don't know how to have a good match with each other because they don't trust each other. Ridiculous. That, that also, I'm for my what the fuck is I'm tagging on with Booble with the idea of watching all the wrestling we have been for the past three years and seeing the the Just politics, seeing the politics <laughs> and with Hogan just blows my mind that you can no see that. Still. You can see that even in 2002, yeah, he still has like top bar, you know. Even though he's been gone for so long, and then he's like, oh, yeah, "I'm back," but guess what? I'm the breadwinner here, so I am number one in the seating of uh, Vince McMahon's heart. <sighs> and it just shows it in this match that also, hey, eleven years ago, uh, you didn't sell, or you know, you got hurt on a tombstone, so we have to have. Taker beat you on the setup move to the tombstone. Yeah. I I would be willing to bet Hogan would have taken the tombstone. Yeah. This was a different Hogan this time, to disagree a little bit. When he came back, he was not opposed to doing jobs, and he did tons of them on this. Uh, lost to Rock. Uh, he Just to point out, he taps to Kurt Angle, the king of the ring. He jobbed Jericho on TV, and he let Brock Lesnar absolutely fucking annihilate him on the way to SummerSlam. So he did a shitload of jobs. And he wasn't against it. He, it this is the one instance. In 03, the ego came back. Mm-hmm. But in 02, that's the one instance in his career where it seemed like he understood what his role should be given his age and all that. Which is weird. 
Which could have lasted longer. So, hmm. this is way off topic, but I just thought of it because we were talking about it. So, Corey, I have a question for you. Yeah. You hand Vince McMahon a gun. Mm-hmm. There's one bullet. He's got to kill one. Does he kill Shane. Hogan or Austin? Oh. Shane. Oh, my God. Yeah, she finds Shane. Shoots him dead. Uh, that's a tough question because... Because... <laughs> <laughs> can he graze the he one to, like, build the business? One he's, um, he's got to kill... It, I he's he's got to kill Austin. Yeah. Because without Hogan, you don't get to the point where you could even do the Austin one. Yeah. I mean, like... Right? I mean, that's how I look at it. Shane. Like, without the first one, it never happens, so... Uh, Shane. That's a... Damn, that's a good question. <laughs> That's a shame. And that's no. why that match never happened, by there the way. There it is. It was all because of Austin. Because Vince is like, nope, not picking that. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do Hogan-Austin in 2002 because of, that's the one time Hogan was like, yeah, I'll do jobs, whatever. Austin could have got his win. That's the only time. <laughs> After that, when Hogan found himself again, it would have been politicking like crazy. Yeah. Yep. But that one little fucking window, <laughs> it was there, Austin. <laughs> All right, so this brings an end to this week's episode of the Retro Review Machine. We will not be doing one next week because we're doing the pay-per-view war stories. You don't that, fucking deserve it. I mean, we're doing Backlash. 1999 Backlash. We yeah. all sound so thrilled. I'm trying to sell it here. Uh, so you can find all of our lovely, lovely podcasts and words yep. at com. Where we have those words. Words. There like, it that's is. That's my no. opinion by Mike Boogle. That's me. We have uh, Squirtin' with the Gravy Man <laughs> by Devin Dollar. <laughs> that's a good pass. <laughs> what am I squirting out? <laughs> we have uh, the Dekai Sensei with Jeff Mack as he is about to release uh, his voluminous tombs on us. Uh, mm-hmm. We have the database where I uh, watch pay per views and rate the, give star ratings to the matches so you can know is this worth my time? Is it not worth my time? Um, I was stuck at home watching kiddos yesterday. Yep. So I had time to do two retrogrades. Ooh. I did Slammiversary 2008 because, you know, it's coming up in July and I'm kind of there. I'll do Slammiversaries for a while. Yeah. That's a shitty show. <laughs> 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 there's, stuck, there's a couple of really good matches, but wow. And then uh, King of the Ring 93, which is fantastic, especially if you're a Bret Hart fan. Three amazing efforts. So, yeah, check those out. Give them a watch. And then we have podcasts. Yep. Like this one here. Mm-hmm. It was the Retro Review Machine. We have the Monday Night War Stories. The Pay-Per-View War Stories, as Joe espoused. Backlash in your house is coming. He doesn't know what that word means. He's just going to think I used it right. I think you did. <laughs> Thundercast. <laughs> and... Uh, that's, no sell. Oh, no sell. <laughs> I was I forgot that one. I was trying to remember the name of your guys' new game. The new one. That's my pick. There it is. This week here on That's My Pick, I'm in charge. You are in charge. So we're doing... Damn right. Oh, hell yeah, you rebel scum. <laughs> so this week here, I'm in charge. I'm the commissioner. And this week, we're pick drafting all NBA, all-time NBA players. Did anybody pick Olden Paulinis? No. God. I mean, someone picked in a, that vein. In that vein. <laughs> so, this week we're doing NBA players. So uh, Every it, one of you sucks. It gets wacky and it gets weird. Yeah, it <laughs> <does>. <laughs> Just like that. On um, That's My Pick. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we all have social medias for spilling. It's Corey. He, it's at, he, you can follow him at that kayfabe guy. You can follow Devin Dollar. Just at Devin Dollar. You can follow the No Cell Living Legend at Damn T Boo. You can just follow me at that Joe Lessel. You can follow the producer at Producer Zen. No Cell Entertainment at No Cell ENT. Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, Instagram, sometimes YouTube, hopefully Spotify. Uh, give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, or something in the middle, something in the meh, something in the head. I guess, I know, yeah, maybe, sometimes. Uh, and like always, it's 2002, so Corey's giving. So <laughs> Corey must pose, but I'm not taking the choke slam.